Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Today we're going to talk about hiking and enjoying the great outdoors. All right. I, uh, myself do quite a bit of hiking. Yeah? Uh, got a, got a group of guys we go out and, and do hiking, uh, two times a year, spring and fall. Uh, do a lot of different places, Vermont, Black Mountains of Vermont, New Hampshire, um, Adirondacks, Catskills, and, uh, it's kind of a club, a, a hiking club we do, it's called, uh, rape a bear because ah. the idea is that the basic idea is that when we go out hiking it's, yeah. uh, it's really to humiliate the least fit person alright well you know, guys also, guys getting together and humiliating each other is kind of a time honored tradition right, right. and so uh, you know the idea with the rape a bear thing is that if somebody is actually man enough that they rape a bear then they win we don't have to go hiking anymore that hasn't so, happened yet. Not yet. Not no. yet. All right. I haven't even. I haven't even. Well, we saw one bear, but uh, you know, it was too far away. I couldn't. Couldn't catch it. <laughs> <Didn't catch him. laughs> you know, a lot of guys out there will run towards the bear. That makes right, sense. Right. You know, well, yeah. I mean, you know, they're maybe, an maybe a small an attractive animal. bear. Actually, uh, you know, on on the Facebook or something, I saw a picture from one of the Viking guys or something. I was looking at. Mm-hmm. Had a picture of a girl all dressed up in her Viking garb, and she was next to a, like it looked like a grizzly bear. I don't know. I'm not the authority on mm-hmm. these things, and she's kissing the bear on the mouth, and it looks like a real picture. I don't know. Like he's sitting there like licking her face, um, and she's like kissing this thing's tongue or something while they're. Yeah, it's <laughs> a little disturbing. Yeah, no, I I heard. Uh, heard recently about a um, a subgenre of erotic fiction. Okay. That was um, Bigfoot related. 
Bigfoot. Nubile women and Bigfoot. But you know, women like the hairy yeah. man. Well, once, that's what know, I can tell you, you. You know what they say, once you go Bigfoot, you never go back. <laughs> Is that right? Yeah, I think so, that's how it goes. Anyway, so this hiking, you get at, we don't want to get too far <laughs> off task here. Now, you got, these are, how'd you put this group together? These are people you've known forever? Or? Yeah, most of them are people, uh, a couple of them are people I've known, you know, since high school or grade school, and uh, a couple are, are new guys that, that come along, and, and uh, you know, when you're a bitch, you usually get weeded out the first round, you know? All right. It's, de- it's definitely, if you if you do two of them, you're a man. If you do less than happens. two, right. then you're a crybaby. How long do you go away for? Uh, it's, a, it's a weekend. It's a hike up. Sit up camp, and then uh, break camp, head out the next day. Okay. Um, usually between eight and fifteen miles, depending on the, uh, okay. you know, the seriousness of the uh, terrain. All right. You know, and you said eight, you're eight to ten miles up. is is a lot farther when you're going up. The now, side do you go there. like national parks or where? How do you normally? Uh... Uh, well, here in New York, there's a lot of uh, designated stuff, but in the Northeast, there's almost no national parks. Everything okay. is either state, okay, or uh, you know, or private land. And uh, New Hampshire and Vermont, they're they're pretty much the same. All right. Now um, yeah, I saw you had some kind of uh, camp rape for bear patches. Is that right? Oh yeah. Well, my uh, my wife does uh, does uh, works for a custom patch company. And so we custom make patches for each of the hikes, and uh, they're usually pretty obscene. All right. So I mean, that's oh, you do unique each time. Yeah, yeah, it's All definitely right. a, a unique patch each time, and um, you know, hopefully, usually there's a little bit of fishing involved if you can catch your own food. Makes nice. you pack a lot lighter, but you don't want to count on that sort of stuff. You know, you don't want to be hungry up there, burn a lot of calories, and you gotta have uh, gotta have plenty to eat. So. Um, you know, a lot of the a lot of the hike depends on how much how many calories you can pack into your bag with the least amount of weight. Okay. And a good way to do that is to plan uh, your water accordingly. You can do dehydrated uh, foods. Yeah. Much better as long as you have access to water. Otherwise, you got to carry the water up yourself. And it that's doesn't same, really help you. Yeah, it's the same. Uh, you know. Now I do like the idea weight. of being able to you know put your prepping survival into practice you know i mean i find you know i know we've talked about in the past like when the power goes out all of a sudden you're like oh you know i didn't think about this mm-hmm. i didn't think about that and that's the same thing you get outside you get out there all yeah. of a sudden you're like you oh realize. you know i wish i had yeah. you realize i brought my are. my curing k cups but damn <laughs> now what do i do you know, so yeah. like, what are what are some of the things that come up when some you're the, out there? Some what, the what are some that things I, that have hit you? That yeah. I've realized, as far as food goes, was uh, instant coffee. You just can't you just can't go without coffee. At least I can't. No, in the morning. no. It's, it's, you get the headache. You when feel it's twenty like degrees outside haze, yeah, and you're whatever. waking up trying to start moving, and you gotta make breakfast because you're starving. You know, doing it without coffee makes it a lot more miserable. All you right. know, so some instant coffee, get it going. Instant coffee is terrible. You know, okay. we all know that, but it's better than nothing. Better than no coffee. Uh, another great thing of food is uh, another great thing I realized is is uh, condiments. Okay. You want to bring something, salt and pepper, uh, Tabasco great. sauce. So even if like, you hit the Taco Bell, or I guess not Taco Bell, maybe uh, the Burger King, and, mm-hmm. and snag the uh, 
the ketchup, ketchup the mustard, yeah, whatever. Something simple, obviously. Maybe not the ketchup packets because you don't want that exploding in your backpack. I have had that play them. out. So you, you know, right. there's definitely plenty of containers that are you know great for for okay. moving food. You know, Tupperware, small Tupperware. Uh, I like to do a lot of potatoes too. Okay. Wrap them up in foil and get them ready like to go, that. and then just chuck them in the fire when we get it going. All right, and and your you know your meal's done in an hour. So that's a that's a, a great easy thing. I usually bring a can of spam too, oh, which. Spam. Uh, Spam is disgusting, uh, yes, but yeah. you know when you're really hungry and you're exhausted and you've used up all your your energy, that greasy, salty okay. meat. There's there's a definitely a, a maybe draw. some kind of hash might be a better yep. way to go. Yeah, that probably wouldn't be bad. You know, I think you can buy corned beef hash in a mm-hmm. can, maybe a little bit tastier than spam. Yeah, I don't know. I like sardines, but you know what you're saying. I think that spam or the hash, something mm-hmm. really thick like that, might be the right, right, very dense, dense food. And that might not be something bad to put in the bug out bag. Mm-hmm. You know, a can or two of uh, spam or yeah. hash or something like that. Uh, finding a lightweight <clears throat> aluminum pan is a great thing to, to bring okay. along too. Um, I know Stanley makes like a really good small, you know, cooking camping set. They have like three or four different sizes. Um, the Adventure Cook Kit, I think it was. Mm-hmm. And just easy and nice to put in the bag. I like those. I think I maybe mentioned it in the, the bug out uh, uh-huh. episode. But I like those. So camping kit, what else do you have in there? You know, food cooking kit, I guess. And what uh, food-wise, well, you know, it's, it's uh, a hard-to-learn skill cooking over an open fire. A lot of people, you know... A lot of people take it for granted, but you know it's really uh, it takes practice. Is all it is, yeah. you know, you can't you can't really uh, tell somebody how to do it. It's really uh, more of an art than a science. You know what I mean? Okay, I know. Like in Boy Scouts, that it's a big thing, and you realize, you know, certain things it can be so easy, right? If you plan, right? But you got to It's not you know you can't just imagine it. Maybe if you go and see what other people are doing on the internet or whatever, uh-huh. you'll get some good ideas, and maybe it is easy. But you can't just take what you know from your kitchen and run it right out. Right. It, it just doesn't work the same when you're out. Plus, you can only bring so much stuff with you. Right. Um, I know wrapping everything in foil was always the key in, in the Boy Scouts. You know, we'd just put a potato in the foil, throw it in the fire, you know, whatever, setting it on the coals, Dutch oven. But you're not carrying a Dutch oven on mm-hmm. the freaking hike out and, there. Uh, you know, another great thing is... is when you have cans of things, okay, you know if you uh, if you bring a can and a coat hanger, you can open it up like a can of beans. All right, open it up, punch a hole in the in the in the top side of the can, and use the coat hanger as a you know pull it back out when you're ready. You know, cans can be used as cooking pots. All right, see you know? these are things I haven't thought about, and that's it. You know, it's the real world experience. You kind of figure out what works. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I mean that's the thing. That's why I wanted to do this episode. Is I just really feel like actually getting out there and doing it are some of the things that right. you know really every man needs to go out. Kind of one test your metal, bring the kids out, get them a little bit in, because you know what? If they've seen it, they've done it then they're a little bit prepared and when things it's right. not so traumatizing and so different they have so, some ideas on how go on it. I mean any more about cooking like what else do you well let's like see um, I think that's pretty much it I, uh, some of the great things to bring uh, are are those uh, cup of noodles the uh, instant lunch the okay. styrofoam yeah. containers it's that you just add the hot water to it 
Uh, those are real lightweight, fill you up. Um, not the best nutritionally, but right. it'll give you give you calories to burn. You know, carbohydrates are not the enemy. Not when you're out hiking. Not when, no. you're, not when you're burning energy. Carbohydrates are great. Yeah, and you know, and being outside, it it works for you. You know, you're, mm -hmm. and right. you know what? Honestly, getting something warm in your body kind of helps. Right. And even when it's you know warmer out, if it's evening, if it's mm -hmm. night, it cools down a lot. And right, you know, especially you're hiking up in the mountain or something right. like that. It, People you know, don't expect a lot. Of, a lot of the time, you don't realize how much you're sweating. You know, it might be 45 degrees out, and you've got, you know, three sweatshirts and long johns on, and then uh, you stop hiking, you sit down for a little while, and before you know it, you're freezing your ass off. you got to right. be really careful about that, especially in cold weather uh, hikes. Right. Sweat is, is an enemy in cold weather. All right. Now, let's talk about, like, some other, I guess, I hate to use the stupid teenager words, but, like, fails that... You know, what uh, other things have hit you when you're out there hiking and you're well, like, damn, I, I should have thought about this. Yeah, Socks, I had boots, a, uh, a friend of ours that went hiking. Uh, he almost, almost froze to death. It was a, a pretty serious, um, pretty serious hike. Okay. Um, you know, I, I read in the hike guidebook when we got to the top that never to do this hike after a heavy rain, which we did. Okay. It involved a lot of uh, crossing rivers, you know, crossing water up yeah. to your knees. You can't hop from rock to rock after the heavy rain, apparently. Okay. And uh, I was talking to him. I was like, man, you really, uh, you're not carrying a whole lot. I said, did you even bring food? He's like, oh, yeah, I got tons of food. He did. He had tons of food. And that's and it. And that was about it. And he brought a, a hammock and he had, a, you know, those emergency blankets, those uh, mm -hmm. little foil ones. Uh, not so good. No. No. They don't keep you warm. No. Not not when you really need it. They keep a little body heat in yeah. there, and that's, yeah. And uh, I honestly, I was somewhat surprised to find him still alive in the morning. Wow. And, uh, you know, it was raining, wet. We couldn't get a good fire going Shitty because everything was yeah. wet. Yeah. And, you know, it was rough, rough situation. And, uh, you know, having a tent yeah. and a good sleeping bag... You know, keeping the water off of you and, and getting someplace, having something to keep you warm is definitely a big deal when it comes to cold weather hiking. All right. Um, you know, fire goes a long ways too, but Fire's when nice, everything's but soaked, yeah. it's, you know, you can, you know, if you know what you're doing, you can get a little fire going, but it's not going to be anything to, to really, to really dry you out and, and warm you up. Right. So, um... Those are some of the other big things. The other things uh, that are important is is dressing appropriately. All right. You know, a lot of that has to do with um, uh, the weather and the area you're hiking in. Um, shorts are, are great, especially in cold, wet weather. Okay. You wouldn't think about that, but when, you know, your pants are wet up to your knees and it's 40 degrees out, you know, it'd be a lot better to not have anything on than wet clothes. Okay. You know? Now, so do you pack stuff in like like plastic bags in the bundle if you're going out and the weather might turn foul? And yeah, if I uh, I usually uh, bring you know a few gallon size Ziploc bags. Okay. Uh, stuff them with socks. Uh, wool socks are, are great. Doesn't matter how hot it is. Um, wool socks are great for keeping away the blisters. You don't want to be three yeah. miles into a ten mile hike and you know have blisters. You know, it's weird, you know, because you'll go out and you'll be walking around all day. You know, mm -hmm. you might you feel like you walk a couple miles in a day. I don't mm -hmm. know. And then when you go and do a hike, you're like, oh, my yeah. feet aren't used to this. Yeah. You know, all of a sudden it's different. 
And again, that's why we plan mm-hmm. ahead and kind of experience, hey, what's a little bit? Let me do a little hike where I can be in control and right. I can go back and cry. Uh-huh. Or, you know, and kind of learn what it takes to be out there. Right, right. And it doesn't matter how, how high quality your boots are. If you don't break yeah. them in, then you're going to be yeah. sorry about yeah. it. Yeah, and that's like one of the other things I, I've noticed is You'll go and, uh, yeah, everybody always buys new gear, new boots mm-hmm. and stuff. And then they take them, yay, I'm going hiking, I got my new boots. And yep. you're like, oh, crap, that's a nightmare. <laughs> but, no, what I was going to say uh, when I asked you about the plastic bags is, you know, it always seems in, like the scouts and stuff, when you go on the real hikes and you're really out there in nature and, like I said, you're crossing creeks and mm-hmm. different things. Usually if you're hiking up a mountain, there's going to be a creek somewhere. You know, right. the water's got to get down. Um, and somebody always drops their pack or slips and falls in the water right. and their pack gets soaked. It happens mm-hmm. so many times. Now there's packs that are waterproof and different right. things, but having things in separate bags inside, just, you know, right. having a couple things that are safe, that are dry, that are dry right. is so much better than not, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And so I know that, you know, that's happened to me a few times where, you know, you're like, oh, everything's wet. Or even if it just starts pouring rain unexpectedly. Right. It goes through, and you just and like you said, once you're cold and wet, yeah, it's it, hard. It's, to, hard, it's, hard, it's to, hard to do uh, anything. It's hard to be happy when when yes, you're cold and you want to be out having a good time, and, right. and you know, and even if it's more of a survival situation, you want to be able to go through without having to worry about that. Mm-hmm. And so that's nice to be able to you know yeah. plan and one more know, thing. Those, to, you can't always predict uh, the events that you're going to be running into, but one tried and true remedy for any of those situations that I bring on every hike All right. is a good bottle of whiskey. Oh, whiskey. You don't want to, you know, beer would be nice, you know, I a little like bit beer. of but yeah, you're bit not... of thing, but you're not carrying a 12-pack in your backpack. No, but a little Southern Comfort. Uh-huh. Jim Beam. Jameson. 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 Excellent. Jameson. I, I personally nice. don't like don't like bourbons and, okay. and uh, American, American-made American whiskeys. Communist or something. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, no. I, if... You know, you got to stick with what you know. If you're getting vodka, go with the Russian. And if you're getting whiskey, go with the Irish. They know right. what they're doing. They know what they're doing? Mm-hmm. All right. You would think with all the potatoes and whatnot, they'd be making vodka, vodka there, but no. that's not the case. Potatoes came late in the game, I think, Ty. Yeah, I think, um, I think you're right. Anyway, more things. What do you got that, uh, I mean, just problems, things that come up that, that mm-hmm. strike you. Anything else? Well, you have to be uh, conscientious of, uh, of wildlife, mm-hmm. you know. For the most part... You know, you're the biggest thing in the forest. Okay. Um, especially around here. But uh, black bears. Yeah. They're the only kind of bears we have around here. They're not very, uh, not very aggressive. Right. But it's you know not something you want to mess around with. No. Rape, yes, but not not you don't <laughs> want to be fighting a bear. No. So uh, you know, one thing you want to do is just be conscientious of where your food is and where okay. you're sleeping, because you don't want the two to be right next to each other. Yeah. Uh, now they always talk about like hanging it. Yeah, I, I, me. I do that, but I don't know honestly if a bear wants to get your food, it's gonna get it. You know. Yeah. Yeah. I, I do hang it, trees, but I've never no had problem. a bear coming. At, I don't know if I've never oh. had a bear get in my food because I hang it or just because. Yeah, I mean that's. I, I feel like stuff should be in cans or sealed in Ziploc bags. He shouldn't be smelling it anyway. Mm-hmm. And usually my pack is two feet from my head. Yeah, I'm not leaving it out on the they picnic got, table. They've got good senses of smell, though. A can might they keep do. them out, but uh, but a you know, Ziploc might bag, not. Uh, yeah, Ziploc something bag. you touched with your hand in the greasy uh-huh. salami in there might right. not. That's they're gonna they're gonna smell it. You 
know, they they navigate much more by their sense of smell. Okay. Uh, than their eyes, like you know, like like we do. Yeah. Um, but you know, the the real trick is it, it to it is is having a good time and trying new things every time you go out. You know, that's what's important. You know, yeah. is is really just uh. Just uh, getting the experience. Right. You know, finding out mistakes that you made. Right. And uh, correcting those mistakes, coming up with solutions. You know, um, a big a big learning curve is is uh, how heavy your pack is. Okay. You know, it's not so bad until you're three miles into it, and then you realize, I have way too much shit. And that's, I mean, you know, you don't always need all this stuff. You know, you think... Right. You know, they want to sell you everything. Right. You know, I think you'd mentioned, I, I just heard another episode we did in, in the past, and you had said, well, the first thing you can do is stop watching commercials. And, you know, if mm-hmm. you stop watching TV, then you realize, you know, what's really important to you. And maybe it's the same thing. When you go camping, you know, there's so much advertising out there. And, oh, you need this. You know, you walk in again or camp more or, you know, one of these places. Right. And you're like, oh, there's a million things, and I should have all the best gear and all the everything. You can only carry so much, and you really right. need to whittle it down to what's important. And I think the more we do these trips, right, the more you whittle it down. You know, you're like, oh, you know what? I didn't touch that. I didn't touch this. Yeah, no, and it's it's a real bitch when you spend, you know, a lot of money on something that was not very useful. Right. Uh, I was That's looking at a an interesting thing that they had out. Um, it's a uh, just like a small can that you fill with small twigs and things, and you burn it, okay. and it creates an electrical charge where you can charge your phones and things yeah. like that off of it. Really cool, like 120, 130 bucks. Uh, but how bad do you really need to charge your phone while you're out in the woods? Yeah, you know. Yeah. You know what I was looking at, and I mean, again, maybe you'll correct me and tell me I'm stupid. I, re- I remember in Boy Scouts, we used to make all these fire starters. Mm-hmm. And they take the egg cartons, and you're putting right. sawdust and melting wax in there. Mm-hmm. And, oh, this is going to be great. And they do. They burn for like 10 minutes, a lot of the good ones that you make. Mm-hmm. And you can do good with that. But I'm thinking, why the hell, if I'm going to remember to pack a fire starter, why don't I just pack a lighter and not worry about it? <laughs> Well, you I know, when it's damp, I know when, when it's, it's damp, damp, it's good to, get to have, stuff started, but have some stuff. But, you know, that fire starter that you buy from the store, yeah. you can spend about $3 and get a good size pack. Okay. And it will take you two minutes versus, you know, spending three hours making making the egg carton uh, fire starters. Yeah. And they're cool. It's an interesting idea on, on learning how to make them. Right. But the truth is, time versus expense, it's it better to pay. just let the professional make them in the factory and, and take them with you. Yeah. Have them ready to go. I mean... Uh, yeah, you don't want to be out there rubbing two sticks together, no. you know. But that's, I mean, you know, the, the wife's like, oh, you know, you should get these, you know, flint and steel. And you know what? I, I do have a flint piece in my uh, mm-hmm. my uh, bag. And, you know, that's cool. Again, the accidental pack falls in the water, these different things, you know. But, I mean, you know, you could say, well, you know, Chuck, your, your lighter is going to run out eventually. It only lasts so long. Well, once... Once you start a fire, you can kind of leave a fire yeah. going forever, yeah. or you can restart it lit. from the next day. Right. Coals and right. done Once that lots lit, in the Boy Scouts. As long as you get it nice and hot and burning, and you get some a good bed of coals. You can go to bed and wake up and, and, and relight start that, that fire. fire. Going, right, going. and we always, you know, used to do that. I just, you know, so and it's not impossible to start a fire 
I have done it with you know yeah. with what's out there, but I I just think like damn why don't I just pack some matches instead of uh yeah you know getting all crazy Definitely. I'm not saying no on the fire starter I agree when things are Definitely. wet sometimes quick. sometimes I'll even bring uh, one of those small uh, containers of lighter fluid for mm-hmm. for zippos and things you can get them at smoke shops and things like that yeah but you're also a it's, pyro I mean it's that's an, maybe... it's an ancient Indian secret use <laughs> lighter fluid fire. yeah. <laughs> All right. Lighter fluid and gasoline. It's all fun and games till you burn your eyebrows <laughs> off. <laughs> but uh, I'm always worried about the beard, you know? Mm-hmm. We all have uh, concerns. Yep. Uh, also, you're going to be stumbling around in the dark when the fire starts getting low and you realize you did not get enough wood. Because you never get enough wood. You, you never you do. Did. I know. That sucks. So you definitely want a good light source. You want a good uh, flashlight or headlamp. I like the headlamp. keeps my hands free. Okay. You know? That's a good uh, a good lightweight thing right comes in useful right now tell me about how do you do with uh as far as like camping gear um anything that uh strikes you as you know important or essential yeah, well, or what, I mean, what are the things that you're bringing as far as as far as camping gear you're going goes, on a mountain hike right cold weather cold uh weather, we'll say fall yeah. you know it's gonna probably get down to 30 tonight mm-hmm. and you know probably not snow on the ground probably 45 maybe in the day for the hike mm-hmm. cold weather what do you pack yeah, well this this past fall uh we did a hike up a pretty uh pretty high mountain it's pretty right. well known in this area um and uh we got up there and started snow all right and uh knew there was a possibility that snow is a lot better than rain 32 okay. degrees in rain is a lot lot worse than 30 degrees in snow okay so um you know important thing to bring is uh um, don't be scared to spend uh, spend a little bit of money on quality clothing. Okay. You know, I, I broke down and, and bought one of the uh, uh, higher-end Under Armour sweatshirts. Yeah. Waterproof, windproof. Now, they talk about that stuff that wicks away the sweat. You yeah. know, I bought for my hunting gear. I have a lot of stuff like that, mm-hmm. you know, and it's a lot of the and Under Armour and stuff good, like that. keeping the water out is just as important as keeping it off your skin. You know what I mean? Uh, right. You don't want to rain and snow to be you know soaking soaking you from the outside in right um under armor makes a lot of quality stuff on both both ends of the spectrum right, right. you know a lot of the times i'll wear the under armor you know as the t-shirt shirt level yeah, in the right that the break away right. but also something on top of it to keep the water out from the outside keep okay. the wind out uh when you get up in the mountains you know you deal with a lot yeah, of i mean everybody's like oh fleece this and that well that's mm-hmm. fine for an inside middle layer right but you don't want anywhere near the outside or the inside you right. know you don't want that right on you right and you don't just i mean yeah it feels nice mm-hmm. when you're sitting around on the couch in the house right but it's fleece not and, nice when you know there's and there's a lot of great uh quality materials that have that have come out in the past 20 years right um you know wool is great wool is pretty but, great you know, it's itchy as hell. Yes. And there's a lot of stuff that does all the same stuff wool does that, you know, is is synthetic fibers that, you know, pretty good for it. Another good thing to have is um, you want to have a, a quality tent and sleeping bag. Okay. Um, it They can get pretty expensive if you're looking for a light, uh, a light sleeping bag that's also... Uh, yeah, they can warm. get expensive. You, can, you know, but you have to, you have to compromise a little bit. I don't like to spend that sort of money on something that, you know, I'm a, I'm a man. I can deal with that. Yeah. A little bit. You just have to know where your level of comfort is. And that's it. Now, how do you feel on, uh, 
having a roll for the ground, a mat. Oh, definite it's, must. Or? It's great, but I, I never bring them. Really? Never so you're did. just sleeping bag and tent right floor, the, or ground. not even a yeah, tent yet? Yeah, in the in the tent usually. Mm-hmm. Um, a couple of hikes, but I've been pretty sure of the weather. Yeah. I haven't even brought a tent. Okay. Just bring a you know, just pack a, a small tarp to keep uh, just in case know, or whatever. Underneath right. the sleeping yeah. bag or whatever. Yeah. Okay, so maybe a tarp or whatever. Yes. Right. But um, you know, be careful with the tents too. You know, if you bring a one man tent, you're not going to fit your bag in there. Right. You know. If you bring a two-man tent, you're not going to fit two men in there. That's not unless it's... you're sleeping nut to butt. Right. Nobody wants to do no, that. Nobody that's, wants that's that. That's an emergency situation, and and I'm pretty uh, pretty um, homophobic, homophobic enough that I would risk dying rather than than have a naked then man not to bobbing up against me. All right. Yeah, not, you know, hey, that. if you're like that, that's you know, one of those life some of us are more open-minded. You're a little narrow-minded. That's one of those life-death situations where sometimes death has to be an option. Okay, you're willing <laughs> to consider death, you know. There's certain lines you don't want to cross. Yeah. You made that clear. All right. You know, but hey. Different strokes, man. Different strokes for different folks. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not knocking anybody. I'm just it keeps saying, the world around. about my own preferences. All right, all right. Um, one of the things I was looking at is is I like to have a sleeping bag that's a little bit bigger. I know you like it snug and keep you warm and that, right. but I like to be able to put my clothes in there. Yep. I like to you know stuck stick that stuff at the bottom by my feet, right. and when I wake up, my jeans aren't freaking like crunchy frozen. Uh, right, you know, on the side you right. put those on, you're you like, oh crap! You want to sleep in your jeans because you end up with swamp crotch in the morning. Right, I don't right. know why, but it always seems to happen. So I'd like to take off my jeans, Yeah, but I agree. Keep them in the sleeping bag and keep them warm. Right. Sliding on cold clothes in the morning, Yeah, it's bad. Uh, another thing that I tried last the, on the last hike, uh, on this cold weather hike we did recently, mm-hmm. um, those little uh, warming packets. Yeah. Um, not so great, honestly. No. Uh, it depends on where you're, where you're keeping them, but they need a little bit of air to, to function properly. Okay. So jamming them down in your boots... They don't work so hot. I've seen, like... Not knocking it. It's funny. I remember back to the Boy Scouts. I mean, we're talking a long way back. Like, you know, 80s, right? Mm -hmm. So we used to have... I remember they'd have, like, a little... um, Look like a Sucrets pad uh, box kind of thing. You'd open it up. There'd be a little... uh, Look like... Actually, look like a Flint igniter thing. Uh And we'd light it on fire. And you'd close it. And it would just stay warm all the time. Yeah. And now they have some fancy things. But yeah, no, this is like I had a little box, like felt on the outside. And it yeah. was nice. And you just put that in your pocket and it would keep burning the little mm-hmm. coal. I, and it's funny, I look for those things and I haven't seen anything. I see things that are chemical and, you know, you crack and they open. And maybe yeah. that was just a bad idea what I had when I was a kid. But I always thought that was that the coolest. semi dangerous. Well, yeah, yeah, I'd imagine. But, you know, it's in a box, whatever. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, sometimes things can get hot. God, yeah. <laughs> you know? Not not something to slide down your underpants. Not, not down your underpants, but, you know, that kind of thing. Nice mm-hmm. little hand warmer, you know? It's, yeah, that's right. yeah, definitely. A little bit of warmth kind of goes a long yeah, way. Yeah, it goes a long way, definitely. Um, you know, and they definitely make a lot of quality uh, warm packs, those, those types of things. I've got yeah. some for my son. Uh, yeah. You boil them. Okay. And then... Uh, Next day, when you're ready to use them, there's a little capsule inside you crack open. Okay. And uh, you can watch it spread out through the gel inside, and it huh. warms up, and it stays warm for a good three or four hours. Three or four hours, that's nice. Now, 
so I mean, you know, basically sleeping bags. I looked at those, and mm. we have. I mean, you could go anywhere. It, it's funny, man. When I looked at, at doing the bug out bag and, and getting something in there, they have ones that fit in the palm of your hand. Mm-hmm. And I'd look at them, and they're like, "Oh, this is good down to sixty degrees." Yeah, and I'm like, nothing at sixty degrees, right? And I'm like, wait a minute, that that's cool. It's twelve dollars or whatever, right. and I can put and it in tiny. my bag. But that doesn't really do anything for me, right? Um, and really, when you go cheap, you don't get much. Right. Um, you know, like you said, you got to kind of spend some money. Um, I did see some things that, you know, in the $30, $40 an area, but I haven't really tested them. And, you know, that's not what I have, you know. Right. And so it, it's hard to say. Um, I honestly, it seemed like the starting point if you're going hiking is probably going to be like 80 to to 100 bucks is going to be your kind of minimum. Mm-hmm. And then, I mean, I I was looking at things that were eight hundred bucks, and I'm right. like, for a nice sleeping bag, and right. I'm like, damn, eight hundred like, bucks. Like you, know? you had said, it's a good starting point if you if you're not in a very outdoorsy person, just going on a two mile hike. Right. You know, packing a lunch and a little bit of water, and uh, you know, doing a hike with your kids, with your your buddies, yeah, whatever. Ease your way into it, you know. Eighty bucks, ninety bucks, right? And then and then uh, you know, work your way up. See where There's you're a lot at. of. Yeah. Um, primitive campsites and camping areas around here at least where uh, you can go not spend any money and uh you know carry in what you need to carry in yeah i was looking i mean uh there was a company kelty make sleeping bags um Mm -hmm. they were in the 80 to 120 kind of area and they would be you know they had ones that were synthetic they had synthetic versus down and you know, there's a lot to, you know, figure out, but they, they seem to have things, you know, in that 20 degree area, which honestly, if it gets colder than 20 degrees, I don't want to be out there. I don't want to be planning something <laughs> like that. I mean, I know you want to prepare for the worst, but mm-hmm. it's, you know, one of those things. Um, there is a company, Mammoth makes them. They're, you know, 150 to, or sorry, about 180 to 220. They had good stuff, but, you know, one of the things I noticed and it struck me was, they had like, oh, we have this in stock, that in stock, and they have ones that zip to the right or zip to the left. Apparently, people don't want a sleeping bag that has the zipper on the left. I don't think it's a big problem. Really? So they were yeah, like, oh, we have thing. three of the zip left ones. Those are discounted to 140, <laughs> but it's 220 if you want, you know, the zipper uh, on the right. And I'm like, for me, I feel like I could unzip on the it. other side. I don't know. <laughs> Sleeping I feel like I could, down. <laughs> I could unzip it on the other side for 50 uh-huh. bucks. But, you know, maybe if I'm the hardcore camper and that's what I'm all about, right. you know, maybe right. not. And you have, to, you have to be conscientious of of the the weather and the area you're going into. Yeah. Sometimes I, I have a real light sleeping bag. Yeah. You know, weighs, weighs almost nothing. Yeah. And it's good to about 50 degrees. Right. During a hot summer, that's fine. But when it's going to be 25 degrees out, you know, you'd be, uh, you'd be pretty pissed off at yourself when you're freezing your ass off all okay. night. Yeah, no, I don't think I'd be excited about that. But, uh, you know, a good thing about the camping and the hiking is that it's relatively inexpensive. Start off small. You know, you don't need to spend $100, $300 on, on hiking equipment. Okay. When you're just getting started, just take it easy and start slow. You know what, honestly, I mean, most people have sleeping bags somewhere in their somewhere house. Something, stuffed in an you attic. Know, or, yeah. Yeah. You know, I know I do in my house. There's yeah. three or four that, you know, whatever, that aren't my 
primary camping, hiking, you know, mm-hmm. stuff. I'm like, oh, yeah, I just have stuff from Boy Scouts or from when I was a kid. Right. But in my mind, it's funny. They're all like 30 bucks, 40 bucks. And then when you go out and look, you're like, oh, that's not really the case. You right. know, it just, it was surprising. Right. Now, tell me about shoes. What are you thinking for footwear? I see like people have like North Face or Morels. Do you like like the hiking shoe or are you more like a boot guy? It really depends on uh, on where you're going. If you're climbing a big mountain, you're going to have ankle problems if you, if you have So that. you want the, the boot. Yeah, too. I go with the boots usually. Um, but, you know, there's something to be said for those. You've seen those sneaker-type boots? Yeah. They're low-cut, yeah. Yeah. Uh, real soft. You know, you can run in them just, just as well as you can hike in them as long as it's a... You know, as long as it's trail, yeah, and they have a little a better tread, and yeah, right, than right. you know, than your average shoe mm-hmm. or whatever. But. but I like to have a when I'm doing a real hike, a real climb. Uh, I like to do something with a with a harder sole, yeah, because you don't want to be feeling every rock through your through I, your boots. I gotta tell you, I know my experience when I was in the military and like that. You know, you think, oh, I can't wear you know combat boots all the time and blah blah blah. But you know what, you can. And you're okay. like, man, I can walk 20 miles, I can right. march, I can do anything, and, and they're not bad. And I, you'd wear them on the ship, you wake up at 6 in the morning, you put them on, you go to bed at 11 o'clock, and yeah, you're okay. And you're you take them off and your feet don't die. Right. I got, for a while, I got it really into the jungle boots. Mm-hmm. I really, they're just so lightweight and nice. Yeah. And if you Breathe buy them well. a big enough size, you could put the wool socks in there, you know, to mm-hmm. keep them a little bit warmer. I agree, you step in the water... You're kind of out yeah, of luck. They'll, they'll dry a little bit faster than they'll dry uh, than faster. The They're Sometimes not when horrible. you're in the water, it doesn't matter what boots you're wearing; they're, you're going to get wet. Yeah, and that's it. I mean, you wear the short leather ones, mm-hmm. you're still going to be getting right. wet. So, you know. But so, what, what do you if do? Water, right? If water what can't you, get in, yeah, then it also can't get out. You know, right? And that's so. You what are you wearing? You're, you're uh, usually you I actually right now what I'm what I'm using are uh, Timberlands. Okay, that's what I have. They're a little bit more expensive, but you know, you have to think about the uh, the quality versus uh, quantity. You don't want to, have to be replacing your boots every day, right? You know, and there's nothing wrong with cheap boots, but just recognize that after a month or two, they're not going to be any good anymore. You know, a month or two of using them, right, right, right. Uh, Keens are good boots. Another great boot is um, Red Wing boots. Okay, yeah, uh, Red those Wing are high solid. quality. Yep. You know, good leather boots that are going to hold up. Yeah, but um, you know. It can change a lot depending on the terrain you're in. Mm-hmm. You know what you what you really need. Sometimes a sneaker is all you need. Right. A running shoe is fine for for certain. Right. If you're on the nice trail where it's pretty much smooth dirt, mm-hmm. people are walking it on it all day. Then it's not the end of the world. You know. Yeah, I was uh, hiking in a camping in an area that had a uh, a lot of water. It was known for its waterfalls and its streams okay. and lakes. And uh, I thought Converse fine. Not so good. They don't dry out as fast as you want them to. And uh, what my girlfriend actually talked me into, a little bit ashamed of it, is uh, Crocs. Yeah. I got these Crocs. Yeah, I would Crocs, be ashamed of it. I read I'm somewhere about the, about the Crocs, and what they said was Crocs are like getting a blowjob from a guy. Is that what it is? Yeah, it feels good until you looked at it and realize you're gay. <laughs> <laughs> that's disturbing. Yeah, I didn't make right. that up. That's, no, uh, that's little... from somewhere else. But honestly, I, I have the Crocs. And only in when I'm gonna be in the water yeah. all day. That's the only application where I'd use them. Yeah, you know, if mm-hmm. if your hike and a lot of these places around here, I do actual water hikes where you yeah. hike up the stream bed. The the forest on either side is so dense 
that the only way you can make progress is going directly through the water. Right. And, uh, you know, those are pretty, uh, pretty great hikes, a lot of fun swimming. Um, one of the ones we were doing uh, locally here um, uh, was a uh, somewhat private area, somewhat secret, uh, and then they published it in the uh, uh, Greatest Waterfalls, the Catskills um, uh, yeah, magazines. Next thing you know, it's packed full of people from the city. Right. People were spray painting rocks and just being general assholes. Yeah, it sounds but, right. Um, you know, it's it's one of those places. I think the high temperature uh, last year when I was up there, yes. the high for the year of the water was thirty eight degrees. Nice. So it's it's pretty yeah, as hot as you might think you are. As soon as you jump in that water, you're like, Ooh. your brain's like, you made a mistake. Get out of here immediately. <laughs> Not bad. So no, I mean that's pretty much what I wanted to talk about. You know, mm-hmm. and just cover the hiking and you know give the people an idea. You know what? Get out there, enjoy it. You know. Enjoy the privacy, enjoy the nature, and uh, mm-hmm. honestly, makes you a little more durable as a man. Yeah. And also, you know, know some of the rites of passage that you know, right, define you. You know, I can, I can live under the stars, and I can, you know, whatever, and take it as far as you want to take it. Mm-hmm. You know, go go as extreme and and nature as you can, and whatever. Mm-hmm. Now, I wanted to do some uh, kind of podcast maintenance. Uh, talk about our podcast now a little bit. All right, I know. I, I since the beginning we put up a uh, Patreon link, but we haven't really talked about it. Mm-hmm. And you know, I wanted to get in there until I felt like we really delivered some value and something you know worth. I didn't want to be plugging. Oh, you should give us money when I'm giving you junk. And right. you know, the first episodes or two, we're definitely feeling our way and trying mm-hmm. to get there. You know, and people get to hear and 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 get a feel for it. But just the same, it's not as polished. Now that I think uh, we're getting a little more in the stride of things and things are coming along, I think, uh, you know, maybe it's time, uh, you know, we plug it a little bit. And, you know, if you guys like what you're listening to and enjoy the podcast, maybe uh, click on the link to Patreon or look us up under uh, Survival Badass under Patreon. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, if you feel like donating a little bit, keep this going does take our time our our dollars are going in a little bit effort you know buying mics buying different things keep mm-hmm. it nice we make it better and better um what i did with the patreon you mentioned earlier we have the uh that your wife makes uh patches mm-hmm. so what i was gonna do is one of the levels is uh a uh if you're a supporter we have a uh a, a wall called the uh the badass official badass wall and i'm going to put it up on the website all right and list down you know all the people who are uh you know contributors and really supporting making the badass uh dream here come true mm-hmm. and one of the levels we have it set up that uh they're going to get a patch and we're going to design a uh Dime, a design nice a patch for patch. the uh survival badass all right I and like so basically we're going to get that set up and uh you guys could have uh the nice thing and hopefully we make it something desirable that people mm-hmm. are after so we're going to try and set that up for you um otherwise you know i'd like you leave us some reviews on the itunes that always helps out That'd gives uh you know yeah. increase the uh publicity make some uh, people aware of it and, and uh you know uh any any sort of criti- criticism that's uh productive, we take that definitely yeah uh, if you're just yeah don't asshole, just say we suck because yeah, you can leave those you can say we too. suck 
but because right. then we're down for it. Um, but don't just say we suck. You know, you got to give me something well, to work with. Yeah, I mean, you can you can do that. Yeah, I guess that's your prerogative. You're not going to make it better. So, and if you've gotten this far, then maybe uh, maybe you're a fan. So I like it. We appreciate you listening, and uh, that's it. All right, we'll see you next week, and have a good one.